Everybody, episode 210 is brought to you by Bet Online, betonline.ag, where you can still bet on esports even with no actual sports to bet on right now. Betonline.ag. Stay tuned later in the show for a word from them. And now let's get to episode 210. Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the gaming hub. Your host, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. Force is strong. And. Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Alrighty then. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gaming Hub. I'm Tyler. And I'm Graham. And I'm Steven. And we are your home for Xbox news, uh, reviews, and opinions. Guys, uh, how's your week going? Steven, I'll let you go first. Yeah, my week's okay. Um, I need to get my sleep schedule back to normal. This week, for some reason, has been a week where I just, like, do not want to get up before 10.30-ish. And, you know, culminated today, like, closer to 12-ish. And I, you know, I don't like that. tomorrow you'll be up at 2. Well, so what I'm thinking I might have to do is just um, stay up all Sunday night. uh, And then all of Monday and then go to bed at a normal time and get up early and do it that way. And that's what I'm hoping happens. But, yeah. you know, so I, I've been watching movies, a lot of movies. I'm five into the um, Avengers or the MCU. I started it over, um, enjoying that. It's been nice. And then just playing some games. I've been playing NBA 2K20. Um, and that's been really fun. I'm glad. I You know, that's one thing about Game Pass. You know, you get to play games that you might not have otherwise. Or you might not have bought and... I've been enjoying 2K20. It, it looks absolutely, like, beautiful. It does. And, you know, 2K20 got a lot of bad press for some things, and deservedly so in some cases. But the game has always played great. And, yeah. And it's fun. Yeah, I've just been playing through, like, a Be a GM with the, the super underdogs, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Been crushing. I, I was playing the Raptors last night, and... Uh, I, li- I limited them to 23 points in the half. So unrealistic is what you're telling me. No. Lockdown defense. The Lakers are a better team than the Raptors this year, Graham. Um, but it's funny because uh, I play with 10-minute quarters so I could actually get like realistic stats, basically, for like points and stuff. Um, so I could set records if I, you know, I'm good enough, which I am. Um, but, you know, so I turned the computer on to play the second half because I gave them like a 30-point lead, I think. Maybe even larger than that. We won the game by two points. I'm like, oh, thanks, computer. Really? You couldn't hold a 30-point lead? It was ridiculous. (laughs) But, yeah, that's been, you know, my wing. A lot of NBA and a lot of movies. How about you guys? Graham? So, uh, we'll talk about video games just a little bit later, but I found a new interest in Lego blocks. Uh, The... Where I'm living, they have a huge bin, the kids, of Lego blocks that they've accumulated from multiple sets. And they just all go into this bin. And I discovered that they had the Simpsons, the Quickie Mart from the Simpsons. So I've been just digging through this huge bin for the tiniest little Lego blocks. Like 40 minutes just digging through just to find something. But... It just makes me want to like get these Lego sets now and just like spend countless hours putting them together, and like unfortunately this is a set that is no longer being made. They call it retired, and now on eBay and Amazon, well you could get it, but you'll be paying seven hundred dollars American for it. So none of that's going on. So I've been hoping to find all the blocks in this huge bin. But I, I think I'm just going to have to give up at one point because it's probably just going to be a sad realization that I'm missing some key blocks that is just not going to work. So, But, hey, it's a great time killer. So besides that, I've been working my way uh, through Black Ops 4, playing that online. And I recently discovered playing in hardcore mode, which I get a lot more kills uh mostly the bad guy but you know sometimes there's friendly fire sometimes it's not my fault sometimes it's my fault but it's definitely a good way to level up your guns a lot faster and your character and yeah i've been really enjoying that been spending most of my time with that i've also been playing animal crossing on my switch just pick it up every once in a while it's it's just a little bit of a time killer 
But yeah, definitely been enjoying the Black Ops 4, and especially with the headphones on and just like pretty much immersed in that world. And so it's a lot of fun. Been really uh, having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. So that's awesome, Graham. You should buy the uh, Lego Death Star. You know, I've been even looking at the Lego Star Wars ones because mm-hmm. I see these ads on my phone. There's a lot of money, not as much as the Simpsons ones, but I've been tempted, but I haven't made the plunge. I bet if you bought the Lego Black Series Death Star or the Star Destroyer, you would not say that. Yeah, no, depending on which ones, obviously. There. Some are more rare than the others, and people would just try to cash in as much well, as possible. I think the Death Star was like $700. Yeah. Like, Th- that wasn't resale either. That was, no, or, that, yeah, that yeah, wasn't that's like... not eBay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Suggested retail price. Yep. So... Yeah, and it, it's great that you're getting that hobby gram. I'm sure it won't end up, you know, being expensive and <laughs> at all. Did you, you know? not grow up with Legos? I d- did, but it was just the generic, like, blocks, nothing fancy. Mm. Um, okay. I had, like, a little, like, mm. it's called a, a little salt beef bucket, because I'm from Newfoundland. That's how yep. we get our stuff in little buckets. Uh, and basically, it's I had, like milk. There's, there was, like, no doors maybe a couple window basically you just use your imagination and design mm. your own designs did you have lincoln logs graham as a kid no no steven did you yes okay i had construction any... blocks and zacks <laughs> also i had connects well duh yeah. they weren't they oh. weren't called lincoln logs for nothing you made mm. abraham lincoln cabin out of it and- Oh, and I had a Meccano set, which was, that was cool. Actually, I don't know if I owned Lincoln Logs. I think my cousin did, and I would play with them at his house. And then I know we had them in, in school. Um, so we'd use them there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, no, it's 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 good, and it's like not something that you need electricity to do, right? So it's kind of good to kind of unwind and like do a puzzle or do something like that. Yeah. That's true. So. Yeah, I'll give you that. Although, Graham, if you don't clean them up correctly and you're walking out there in the middle oh, of the night, yes. you're going to regret that in a hurry. Oh, I know. That's why I was pretty thorough on cleaning up because I'm like, <laughs> not if I step on it, which would suck, but if somebody else steps on it, that's mm-hmm. not going to be good for me. So nope. I was pretty thorough. Yeah. So yeah, the hobbies like that were fun as a kid. Like collecting cards was always fun too. And I thought of that because I was like, I had a cousin, Stephen, who had all the lego sets and the lincoln logs and all that stuff and then they always had these huge like collections of cards you know for sports and then like movies would release sets and all that stuff you know so you get that as well Graham, did you ever collect i guess hockey cards would have been your thing i have a ton of hockey cards back home mm-hmm. and it was always my like this will be my retirement plan like way down future but i'm like some of those cards now i don't know and then i'm like all right if i pass them off to my nephews or nieces maybe they'll be worth money by then but i have sets upon sets upon sets and yeah. they're all in both and binders and they're all in in order like i i used to love the like sorting out sometimes i would stay up all night just like re-sorting you, them out putting them in a different order or whatever did you ever have the long ass white boxes that you'd store cards in yes yeah and those too so you were hockey though, right? Did yes. do you remember like did you buy were you an upper deck guy? Were you a Pro guy? Pro set were pro were the set. cheaper okay. ones. Um I really liked the upper deck ones, but there was mm-hmm. like nine hundred cards in the set, so it was like sometimes when you're like filling in binders and you like put them in order and you gotta like skip like forty spaces to put in the card, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like this is so sad. I know. But, Graham, it's better. You talk about the cheaper ones back then. Oh, Today, yeah. there are sets where a pack, one pack of, like, four cards costs you, like, $300. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah, because a few times I've thought about it, I'm like, I really enjoyed it, and I like collecting and, like, getting, like, a complete set. So I've been de- debating about getting into hockey cards again, but I'm like, it's so expensive now. Like, Yeah, there was a set released... Uh, I was probably, it was definitely more than 10 years ago now, but I think it was called Upper Deck Ultimate, and they did baseball and they did hockey, and uh, these are the ones I'm talking about where they're like, you know, just a stupid amount of money for each pack, but the baseball set had like two, one or two Babe Ruth cards in it, 
that actually had a piece of either his jersey or like a shaving from the bat that he really used. that's cool like i know a hockey one sometimes they have like their jersey cards where it's like the, the part of their jersey is made in the card well graham the initial listing the initial book listing for that specific card was forty thousand dollars that Yikes. was worth. yeah so if you pulled like the guy who pulled it sold it immediately um so anyway, Steven, did you ever uh, collect? I, I generally collected a lot of baseball, some hockey, a little bit of football. But did you ever collect anything? Uh, not collected. I had a set of like baseball cards from probably the seventies and the eighties, mm-hmm. um, and then I had some new cards. Um, but most of the cards were were old. I didn't like know anything about collections because, you know. You, you, when I was growing up, we didn't really have internet, um, so yep. that wasn't popular. Like, my friends collected some cards. Um, I'd see, like, I got Sports Illustrated for kids, and they'd have, like, cardboard cards. And I thought those mm. were, like, cards that people, like, collected, not, you know, because I didn't know any better, and my parents weren't into that sort of thing anyways. But I did, I did have a lot of baseball cards, um, but I didn't, like, put them into binders. I did the... The really sketchy thing of putting them in rubber bands. I know oh, yeah. that's gonna, yeah. yeah. That. Well, they weren't. No-no. They weren't good cards, anyways. Okay. Like, they, I mean, they were not like top quality cards to yeah. begin with. So whatever. Um, yeah. I kept them all. Like, I, I group them by team, and then I would like bring the teams out, and I kind of made a game where you know you roll a dice or whatever, and then, and then I wanted to do it where based on their stats and the dice roll, like they would be able to get. <laughs> wow. Um, and this was back when I was like a kid, um, but I couldn't yeah. ever figure it out. Uh, so I just kind of made stuff up and played for fun. Um, but yeah, no, no collections and binders. And I mean, it does sound kind of fun, you know, going and collecting, buying packs, but I feel like I would get addicted to it and just start spending uh-huh. all my money on, on packs. So I oh, refuse yeah. to do that. Well, it's, it's just like, you know, ultimate team now. It's so easy to say, oh, ah, one more pack is going to kill me. One more bundle isn't going to kill me, you know? It's and not the one more bundle, it's the 20 more that you use that logic on after. Right, and that's the thing, because it's easy to do the incremental purchases, but you don't, in your mind, think about, or you just ignore thinking about how much the total is. Yeah. yeah. That's when it, you but... got the little time limit up there, too, is like, it's only yeah. available for this much longer. Oh, oh I, know. I know, those are the worst. And I know. Or the, yeah, the, the real, like, they're only, MLB does this, where they sell, like, a, a thousand packs and if you know once yeah. they sell a thousand it's done no one can buy it and you're like oh yeah. quick 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 buy bye bye yep. um you know buy stubs and then buy the pack because you want you, you it's mm-hmm. like the fomo thing yep. um i just f- to me personally i like the things i collect to be usable in some other form or fashion Tangible. so like yeah. yeah like with books which i buy a lot of um, I can read those and then reread those and like mm-hmm. you know I, but with cards it's like yeah you could look at the stats they're cool, but they sit in a binder on a shelf most of the time and, I mean you could sell them I guess if you get some good cards I know some of the trout well, cards like the I super duper it. trout cards are worth yeah, a lot of money. I loved it when I was a kid and the thing is you had the friends right that did the same thing, and we'd always trade but you trade with the same like four people all the time right, so yeah. we all know what each other has. And it's like you, you start getting that negotiate those negotiation skills down at a younger age because it's like, yeah okay, I want this card that, you know, Chris has. How can I get that? What can I offer? I want to trade my like singles. <laughs> right? <clears throat> so, yeah, it was fun. The, the best cards I ever had. I had a Steve Largent rookie card in football. Um, played for the Seahawks Hall of Famer. He, uh, that was a pretty valuable card. And then the, I think it was worth like 200 bucks or something. Hundred bucks, maybe I don't know. Yeah, and the uh, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, the upper deck card, I had. Hmm. So, and I Is wish I still did. I was gonna say that sounds like it'd be worth a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have the ones I really wanted, like the uh, you know the Jordan rookie card or the um, Mickey Mantle. Like, well, yeah, I'm not going back that far, Graham. <laughs> yeah. But the like Lemieux or Gretzky rookies or you know yeah. things like that. The best um, card I had was iconic. second year of Mike Bossy. Okay. I had a yeah. Michael Jordan baseball card. Ah. I know that was worth something for a little bit. I, I doubt it anymore, though. Yeah. But, yeah, well, so, it, that was always fun. It was in the sacrilegious rubber band, so. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so, other not question, like, and this just relates back to my week, I guess. Um, <laughs> have you guys, and, the, and people listening might relate to this, too, and let us know. 
Um, if if you if it does relate to you and and give us some details without names, but you guys ever worked with people or do you find that there's always like one person you work with where you're just like they i feel like they game plan to make your life hard (laughs) you know they just make your your life difficult on a consistent basis to the point where you're just like i can't believe we're doing this again have you guys ever had that at work and because i find that i have at least one person like that like every place i work do you mean just make like your life miserable, or the people like you and around you? No, it can be universal because I, I okay. feel like it was pretty universal in all these cases for me. Yeah. So yes, um, you know, when I was in the army, there were a lot of moments that I felt like the the leadership mm-hmm. um, just liked to do things just to screw with us. Um, for instance, the personal favorite was take everything out of this one shipping container and move it into this other shipping container for no reason at all, mm-hmm. except that's what we were doing. Um, that was always fun. And there were many occasions like that. Pull it all out, you know, and then sit there for four hours watching it and then put it all away. Another fun one. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of those in the army. I, I have luckily not had it since. Not too bad. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, but in the Army, I had it all the time. What about you, Graham? Mm-hmm. Graham how about yeah, you? sometimes, like, there's certain workers where, like, uh, at the end of the day, when you want to see if everything's all working, like, things didn't work or it had to be fixed, and that was f- so frustrating. Like, it's such a world difference when you work with somebody who you trust their work, and at the end of the day, there's no problems. You get to go home. Like, on the time you plan. So, yeah, there's definitely some people where I'm like, why why are you here right now? But there are other people who make your life easier, so there is kind of a balance. But, yeah, it is frustrating, and you think that, why me? Like, <laughs> what did I do in my past life to deserve this? Well, yeah, and for me, this this week was worse than normal. And it was like, this one individual, because of the things that they do and say... And the way it affects their teams, like, and the fact that they just don't get it in a lot of ways. Like, I had to spend about eight hours of my week just on that person. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like wow. one day out of five, just on that person, like front to back. You know, and it was spread out over the week, of course. But yesterday, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I've legitimately spent twenty percent of my work week on this person and that's ridiculous now <laughs> so i'm either like talking to them directly or trying to talk to them directly or you know trying to put out the fires that they've left in their wake or talking to supervisors about them i'm like oh my goodness like i can't so um so to come home and relax guys i came home and played daymare 1998 um a game about how like a an outbreak turns people into zombies and you know <laughs> you have to fight them it's sounds uh, like a relaxing it's very, game it's very uplifting yeah but uh i'll be uh getting a review ready to go for that we'll be talking about next week so um pretty much uh finishing that up and then we'll, we'll get the review together but yeah it's very uh nostalgic for the 90s I'll, I'll say it that way and if you like games like you know resident evil 2 you, you might like this game so just expect Resident Evil 2, like, on a low budget. And then, you know, you'll have this. So, but, uh, yeah, that's that's been my week, guys. And uh, we do have an announcement that we want to cover. But first, I want to jump into our eSports segment of the week. And that is brought to us by the folks over at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag, with no sports going on right now, you might think there's nothing that you can uh, place bets on if you like wagering on sports. Well, that's not true. BetOnline offers wagers on tons of different esports, including NHL 20, NBA 2K, MLB The Show, and more. If you're not into sports, you can bet on lots of other stuff like Call of Duty, Overwatch, Dota, etc., etc. So, uh, with that said... Let's preview a couple of the matchups that they have going on this coming week. 
in there. And let's start with NHL. Let's start with NHL 20, and we've got the Boston Bruins traveling to St. Louis to take on the Blues on Tuesday, May 5th. So the defending champs playing host to Graham's favorite squad. Favorite. The Bruins. Uh, Bruins uh, having a very good season this year. And uh, the Blues are also real good season. This is a very uh, matchup of two powerhouse teams. Steven, your thoughts on the matchup in itself. We'll get to the picks here in a minute. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a replay of last year's finals. Mm-hmm. Um as, this is a tough one. Uh, I would have to probably just go with St. Louis because it's in St. Louis. Though I think hockey, like home ice advantage, is, doesn't exist as much as some of the other sports. Um, but I, it's a tough one. But I, I think I think I'd go with the Blues. Just I mean, they did win the championship. They beat the Bruins last year. They are having a really good season. Um, that would be my pick. Okay. So. Graham, I know the the Bruins have caused a lot of heartbreak for you over the years. Yes, they have, and I've developed a lot of hatred towards them. <laughs> not not the players personally, just the team. You know, kind of have to because you're listening I, to your Boston fan. Graham is a Maple Leafs fan. Yes, I so bleed you're blue and white right now. That's Many okay. times I bleed blue and white. <laughs> mm-hmm. But hey, I I stand true to them, and okay. I believe in them. So. I'm not just going to not pick Boston because I don't like them. <laughs> it's just because St. Louis, like Steven said, they got home heist advantage. And sometimes it's a big, makes a big difference. But like I said, they're last year's champs. And they proved that they could beat the Bruins uh, most games at a seven last year. Yeah. And they were playing really good this year. So I, I'm going to go with the Blues as well. All right. So for me, um, like I said, last week's segment... Uh, the video game version of teams isn't always the same as you know what we see on TV, like if the real teams match up. And it, for yes. me, the video game matchup comes down a lot more to the star power involved than to depth. But I think the Bruins have the more talented players up front, um, or at least the greater number of them. Although in this uh, scenario, the Blues would have Tarasenko back. He wouldn't be hurt. He'd be playing. Um, however, let's look at the matchup here. The uh, on bet online, the Bruins are the favorite here. A minus one thirty-five. The Blues, uh, a pretty decent underdog at a plus two fourteen at home. Stephen, you said you're taking the Blues. I still take the Blues. Okay, Graham. I'm sticking with the Blues. All right, I'm gonna go the the Bruins here on the road to get it done. I just think they're they're too loaded with speed and talent, um, and I think that'll help them edge. The St. Louis Blues out in this scenario. Our other matchup takes us to the hardwood. Graham's Toronto Raptors, the defending champions, traveling to Portland to take on the Trailblazers. Um, guys, thoughts on this one? Graham, you're, uh, you're defending champs on the road. Yes, so I have to stick with them. I really don't know how well Portland has been doing. I don't really know their players. Uh, I've just got into basketball the last couple of years because where I was living, my roommate's big fan. And uh, so I followed the Raptors, and I was really enjoying them. And then when Kawhi got traded, people were like, oh, well, that's kind of it for the Raptors. They're losing their best player. But in the absence of him, all the other players seem to have stepped up. So they have a really good team. So, uh, yep, Raptors okay. all the way. So we're going to answer your question. The Blazers this year not as good. Last year they were the third place team in the Western Conference. They were in the Western Conference final um, before bowing out. So this year they currently sit at twenty nine and thirty seven before the season was suspended. So um, you know they're the first team out of the Western Conference playoffs, sitting three and a half back in the eight spot. Stephen, your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, yeah, I think the Raptors here have the better like. I'm not going to say the better star power, but probably more depth scoring. Um, you know, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, and Fred mm-hmm. Van Fleet, or Fred Van Vliet, are very good. Um, obviously, the Trailblazers have Damian Lillard, but mm-hmm. besides that, I mean, CJ McCollum and Hassan Whiteside, not not terrible, but not, not great. Damian's probably better than anyone that Toronto has, but I think Toronto's probably more 
like depth yeah scoring wise um so they should be able to pull out the victory here even if it is on the road yeah and it's funny because while i said in video game hockey you know speed and top tier talent tends to dominate i think the opposite might be true in the basketball side though like if you have good depth across the board and you can create three different mismatches um you know in a possession i think that helps you out quite a bit so I'm with you. I, you know, Damian Lillard off we go. Don't forget they have Melo on their roster in Portland. Oh, yeah, well, but I mean, it's not Carmelo Anthony. It's, it's of not the early Mellow 2010s. Vault. No, it's not the Melo Vault. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. Damian Lillard's awfully good, but I think the Raptors are the better squad here. Let's take a look at the odds for the game. The Raptors, a heavy, heavy favorite at a minus 278 on the road. Portland at home, a plus 193, uh, an underdog, but not as heavy as an underdog as we saw in our hockey matchup. So, guys, you're both sticking with Toronto here? Yes. Yeah, I am as well. Toronto is uh, probably the really safe pick here. Um, unfortunately, you have to bet quite a bit to win some decent yeah. money here, but, yeah, they are they are the way to go, in my opinion. So, this segment brought to you again by Bet Online. Remember, with no sports going on right now, it doesn't mean you still can't wager on sports. You can do it right at betonline.ag. Head into their eSports section. You can bet on NBA 2K, NHL 20, MLB The Show. And if you don't like sports, tons of other stuff to bet on. Um, CSGO, Call of Duty, Overwatch, League of Legends, and much, much more. So again, uh, betonline.ag, easy to sign up and play. Head on over and play today and get back in the game. All right, guys. Let's move on, and we do have an announcement to make before we jump into news this week. So last week, we said that we were going to be moving a different direction in terms of what we cover here on the show. And we're still covering video games, obviously, but we are drifting away from trying to cover everything in the console side, and we're going to focus more strictly on Xbox going forward. I think it's an opportunity for us to be you know, more focused on something and um, really tap into what makes fans passionate rather than just telling them what is. So we did that. We got some passionate responses from our community, and that was much appreciated. We thank you for those, whether mm-hmm. you agreed with us or not. Uh, we had some passionate responses from some PlayStation fans. Um, so because we had some of that in you know, Discord, etc. We know they're not the only ones thinking that. I'm sure there's people listening that think that too. We just want you to know we're not abandoning you. We're still going to talk about almost everything you play on your favorite console. It's just we might not talk about the exclusives as much. Okay? Um, we'll talk about Xbox exclusives and but the third-party games you can play on both. So we'll still be talking about most of what you love. We're, we're definitely not abandoning you. We're just focusing a different direction. Okay? So our announcement we're going to be rolling out uh, different announcements here over this week and next week. Our announcement for today is that with the new consoles coming, it's a great time to just look at everything in terms of our content, our brand, our everything. And since we made the switch to uh, being an Xbox-focused show, we feel that our brand should reflect that. So this will be the final episode that begins as the Gaming Hub. And starting with episode 211 next week, um, you will be able to look us up, follow us, listen to us um, by looking up the name Generation Xbox going forward. So it, uh, there were many party chats talking about debating names and what was going to work best and kicking around different ideas. And this one just kind of came up and, you know, it stuck. And we hope you like it because it's what we have for the next, you know, a uh, few years, but we're happy with it. Uh, guys, anything to to throw in on that? I know we've talked much, very much off-air about all these changes, but you know, I'm, I'm excited about where we're going. Yeah, no. I like the plan. I thought about saying something, but I'm going to hold my tongue. Maybe for the end of the episode. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, no, I, I like it too. Um, I'm more of an Xbox uh, player more than you two, mm-hmm. so it kind of uh, aligns with me a lot more, and sure. we definitely have the better controller, but that's the end of that debate. Wow. <laughs> All right. I mean, I agree. Just yeah. no need to rub it in. I, I know. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. 
So we'll have more announcements next week on a couple more things that we're going to be doing. They're just not quite ready to go live yet, so we don't want to talk about them until that's ready to happen. But next Saturday when we record, we'll have that ready to go. All right, as with that, let's go ahead and jump into news. Let's start with some Battlefield. And Battlefield, as we talked about last week, is taking this year off, but it will be back in 2021. So this, the update this summer, will be the last one that we see. And that'll be it for Battlefield Five. Guys, thoughts on that and the return of the franchise next year and where it could possibly be going? You go ahead, Steven. Um... Yeah, I mean, they've only released... So they, they re- came out with Year 2, and they've yep. released two expansions. Or they haven't even released a second one. It's, it's coming in this summer, but that's going to be the last one. They released five in Year 1. I think that's kind of crappy, charging the same price for, like, not even half the content. Um, if I was a Battlefield fan, like, that bought into this stuff, I'd be a little upset. Um, I You know, a new game's cool. We'll see if it actually comes in 2021. Um, I don't know what EA's working from home situations like, or probably more accurately Dice's. That'll be interesting. I don't know where it would be. I know people say Vietnam. They say Vietnam every year. They've always yeah. said Vietnam. We'll see what happens. That's true. And we're hearing Vietnam for Call of Duty this year too. So yeah, yeah. I doubt I could all see, going there. Yeah, I mean Korea is another place I haven't really tapped into. Um, if they're trying to go for American wars. Yeah, I think a lot um, of people. I think a lot of people now don't even really know about the Korean War. You know that probably were born in the last 20 years or 25 years you know it's just never talked about it's like world war ii and then vietnam you know so yeah i mean it's possible they don't want to even touch korea because of the situation mm-hmm. in the world but yeah, yeah i don't know uh, i could see them maybe doing what call of duty did and go more modern again um it's been a minute since battlefield was modern uh That's i mean true. they went to world war one then went back to world war ii this year i, I mean yeah. it's they have some options. Maybe they stick with the World War II thing, but I think they'll they'll go away from that, and we'll see something more modern, potentially. Yeah. I agree. I think we're heading back modern, especially if the rumors are true on the Call of Duty side and they're going to go to Vietnam. So, Graham, your thoughts on, I guess, on the content, you know, being a little lighter in, in year two, but then the, you know, next year and what that might look like. Yeah, no, f- uh, same reason. People paid for the pats, like, to not get the game or the DLC that they got in year one. I can see that being disappointing, but I'm thinking this is going to be kind of like an Assassin's Creed where they're going to take the time off and they're going to, like, uh, think about it and have lots of talks and come back stronger than ever. Uh, because, like I said, I think they've started losing their fan base over the years and they just need to take a little bit of time and breathe like that was great that assassin's creed did that that was like one of the best things they could have done so sometimes just taking some time off and stepping back and just thinking about the whole picture i think that uh, actually helps surmountable and as far as direction I really don't know where they got to... Like, it's quite open. I, they're not going to do anything eccentric, like outer space or anything like that, I don't think. So, I think they'll, like, probably keep it modern. That's my guess. I don't think they'll go back into... You never know. Um, basically, we're just coming up with ideas. Vietnam is possible. It was a huge hit with um, Bad Company 2 with the expansion that came out with that. So... Like, I don't think they've done, like, a full-fledged Vietnam, just that expansion. So, there is opportunity for that. But then, would they want to do it because Call of Duty is doing it? You kind of want to, like, distance yourself from Call of Duty because that's their biggest competitor. So, who knows? But I don't I think, think this setting, will be a good thing. I don't think setting plays a role in that. I think people mm. prefer one or the other on yeah. gameplay-wise. Yeah. And a lot of it comes down to what your friends play too, right? So a sure. lot of people have a bunch of buddies that play Call of Duty, and that's what they're going to play. doesn't matter if it's set in Vietnam or if it's set like on Pluto. They're going to get it, right? And they're going to play mm-hmm. it. They might just complain about it more when the like Call of Duty in space year when that happened. But, yeah, I don't know about the content thing. Like, I'm, I'm almost just willing to give a lot of companies a pass right now on some stuff just because... You know, their whole world has been turned upside down, too, with coronavirus and all that going on. I get it from the player's perspective. We paid for this. Where is it? But that doesn't mean it's just going to, like, 
magically appear and it doesn't mean anybody should be put into a situation that is risky for them just to get digital content out then issue Um, refunds i would agree like i think there should be some sort of credit how they do that i don't know but you know and and that's all if that's the reason and it's and if it's not what they had planned from the beginning so i don't know knowing them i think they'll take the approach of you know, hey, we never committed to a certain level of content anyway. So kind of what you get is what you get. And they'll just hope everybody forgets about that and moves on by the time the new Battlefield game launches next year. So if I had to guess, that's where I think they'll go. But we'll see. Well, it'd be nice if they offered some sort of, you know, um, credit back to uh, the fans for that, that invested into season or year two. All right. Let's talk... Assassin's Creed. So we know now that Assassin's Creed Valhalla was announced. We saw the trailer. Troy looks amazing. It's all cinematics, but it looks absolutely stunning. Guys, thoughts on it? And as it stands right now, are you getting this? So the whole Viking approach, uh, that definitely is exciting to me. Mm-hmm. That tells me there's going to be some gory, bloody fights. Uh, the whole, like... Like Assassin's Creed, you think there's just this one guy going around sneaking around and assassinating people. But like watching this, it seemed like it's more of like a collective thing. But like I said, it was all cinematic, so we don't really know what it was. It was just showing off like that is gonna be Vikings and where the story can go. But no, I'm very excited how it's like like the combat was be exciting. They showed some things on ships, so I don't know if they'll full fledged ship battles. Like they had in Odyssey, um, I loved it in Black Flag. Uh, so I don't know if they'll go that in depth because Black Flag was pretty in depth with like the, the whole ship. Like you have a fleet and you send them out. So I I don't know. Nothing's confirmed that there will be actually ship battles, but I think they will because I think fans uh, really like that. So why not keep it coming? Because now this is going to be like next gen, and they're going to be able to bigger files and be able to hold it. So. No, I'm excited for it. Um, definitely, they they're starting to like get away from their initial like type of games that they had because like Odyssey and Origins was uh, was different on their own. So I don't know if this will be a little two part thing as well. It seems to work that way. So no, I'm definitely excited. The trailer looked awesome, and I, I can't wait. Okay, Steven. Yeah, I am very excited for this game. I like the Vikings theme. Um, it'll be fun to raid England um, and destroy, you know, raid, pillage, and plunder. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I doubt the actual other word will be there, and it shouldn't. <laughs> um, but uh, they've already confirmed ship battles will be back, which is unfortunate. I mean, it makes sense for the Vikings theme. I think Black Flag did it well, and then it just got old quick in the next games, mm-hmm. and I hated it in Odyssey and Origins. Um I really did. I think so boring. Like I loved every other part of it, but the mm-hmm. ship battles were sucked. Um, but the most exciting thing from the trailer was the hidden blade coming back. Finally, yeah. the best part of the Assassin's series to me, I loved the sneaking around and stabbing people and feeling like an assassin and getting mm-hmm. out of there. Not this like, you know, you fight with uh, the combat's fine. Like for Odyssey and Origins, it's just that's not an assassin stuff and i know you could unlock stuff to be able to instant kill people when you sneak up behind them and i did i would make sure to get those skills because that's fun to me you know i'm playing these games because i want to be an assassin i can play a swordsman in literally like every game that's set not with guns you know god of war is probably the most superior of games that you can do stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but they've confirmed you could be able to dual wield axes swords and even shields which could be cool um you'll go on like raids uh, across england and to other saxon villages um that's also pretty awesome you once again have the choice between both a female and a male character and both of them are canon which is cool gives people the options um, I thought Cassandra was better than Alexios in uh, Odyssey, so that's where I played as. And I'll probably do the, the girl character in Valhalla. And finally, uh, for you Xbox people, um, the game will also utilize smart delivery, so if you buy it on the Xbox One, you will get the free upgrade to the Series X. Nice. Um, 
So that's going to be awesome. But yeah, yeah, the gameplay gets shown next Thursday. Uh, yeah, we'll 7th. talk about that in a second. But yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, we haven't seen gameplay, but I'd imagine it's going to be very similar to the last two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm somebody who actually much preferred um, the gameplay and style of Origins and Odyssey to the previous games. I'm not as much of a stealth player, um, per se, so I very much enjoyed these last two. As long as there's a good mix. I just, you know, I'm okay with bringing those elements back. It's just, uh, if there's a good mix in there, I'm all for it. Um, Because I want, you know, fans of the franchise from the beginning to kind of feel like they're playing what they love, you know? Yeah, why wouldn't an assassin be sneaky? Right, no, I get that. I just, you know, I think you can find ways to make it both, right? For people who want to play how they want to play but, uh, so I'm excited to see more on it, and I'm, I'm definitely planning on getting it, because we really, you know, part of part of the reason is that we just don't know what this fall window looks like. Yeah, know, but even if, but if, if we assume that it's going to be a, d- a decently normal window, mm-hmm. which we can assume, but if it was, I would still be buying this game. Yeah, I think I would be too. It, the game looks super impressive, but I, I do want to see gameplay, and, you know, we'll see that soon. All right, let's talk about that, actually, because, well, two things. One, let's head on Phil Spencer's interview first. Okay, so Phil Spencer did an interview with uh, CNBC, where he talked to, I got to get the name of this again, it's like Squawk something. Squawk Alley, that's the name, CNBC Squawk Alley. Uh, to talk about the initial reason that he was on was to talk about the huge increase in demand for Xbox Live during the coronavirus pandemic and just a lot of people being at home um and of course with it being a next generation year where the the conversation turned to what the lead up to that looks like on the xbox side right now and phil um said that he did not feel that the console itself was really in any danger of being delayed saying quote on the hardware side we feel good about our plans there's obviously some impact to schedules but overall i th- um i think uh, I think we, we like where we are, or we are where we thought we would be. And that's what uh, he said there. And talking about the games, though, he conceded that there that's not as much of a surefire story, where there could be some delays, but he said as of right now, they're just not sure yet. It's still looking pretty good, saying, quote, Teams are doing a really good job on keeping our hardware on track. I'd say that the bigger unknown is probably the game production, just being honest. Game production is a large-scale entertainment activity now. You have hundreds of people coming together, building assets, and working through creative. So, guys, no, uh, he's definitely not confirming one way or the other, but I think this is, you know, we've heard little bits like this before, and I think they're preparing people for the idea that uh, some of these launch games might not be ready. Your thoughts? Yeah, and I think that's what... Uh, is great about the smart delivery feature mm-hmm. is that you can upgrade and you'll get the upgrades of the games you're already playing yes. and you may not have finished and then you can play them in you know all their four or whatever all their beauty including faster load times mm-hmm. um that's pretty cool and i think that's going to help offset some of the like probably upsetiveness whatever the word is people will be people (laughs) might be upset that they don't have all the games they want um but i think the fact that they don't have to rebuy some of the older games um you're not going to see as many remasters and remastered trilogies being you know shoved down our throats um of course you know we'll see if skyrim decides to (laughs) you know get remastered (laughs) on the on the series x instead of just using smart delivery and getting the upgrade i don't know um, but this has always been kind of close to Microsoft, though, so it wouldn't surprise me if they they did that, where they gave people like an upgraded version of Skyrim um, on the Series X for free. But I mean, that's just fully speculative at this point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna suck not having a bunch of new stuff to play. But I think that's gonna be the case for the next two years because things will be delayed. It's just gonna take longer to develop because you're not working in in like together and i think there's a chance that we see this even farther down the line with maybe new ips take a lot longer to get developed and maybe something that would come out five years from now is going to come out seven or eight because it's just delayed so far in the future what do you think Graham? yeah the thing is like we have to be 
understandable how things are will be delayed because people are like, oh yeah, you can work at home and do this, but like working at home, things are a little bit more delayed. If they're trying to keep something like secretive, then they probably need like be passed hand to hand. So I know they're doing their best and like we're just not prepared for everyone working at home. So because this is going to cause some delays. So, but it keeps reassuring us that the console will be coming out. And like I said, with the, um, I forget what he said, where Smart you delivery. where upgrades to uh, the Series X. So people don't have to worry about having to get that game mm -hmm. out in that quality because it will upgrade itself. So I think that does take a lot of the pressure off and maybe reduce the crunch. I know the word you're not supposed to say. <laughs> so, But I think a lot of companies are more mindful of this crunch now, so yeah. that could be another reason, too, why everything is not going to be ready like they thought. So, But like I said, like we still have our back catalog. The system's going to be backwards compatible, so it's not like we're going to get a system with no games we can actually play on it. Oh yeah, and I don't think that's going to be the case. There, there's going to be games smart delivery. That's what I was yeah, smart about. delivery. But <laughs> there's going to be games to play. Yes, I'm not worried about that. It's just from the exclusive side, what's that going to look like? And you know, I think we've seen games get delayed from the spring into the fall. Those games will launch, you know, and and they'll be there to play. It's just what's that going to look like in terms of smart delivery, all that type of thing. It's the exclusive side that's an unknown right now. Because they're planning on, you know, they listed out all their timelines in order to be ready to go probably by October, you know, and give themselves a little extra time into that November release window. But, you know, I think you're right. The, the unknowns of working from home, I mean, our, you know, working culture is not built to work from home. It's not built that way. It's built on having people there together. Right or wrong, I think there's a lot of things we can probably learn from this situation that about, you know, a lot of things are possible from home if certain things are done. But I think a lot of it just comes down to the technology of it and is the equipment they're using at home as good? Do they have the same resources and is communication as easy? The answer to those things is probably no in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what, you know, it's probably working to, to hold back development a little bit, but we're not hearing definitely delayed. I think they're just starting to prepare us for that yeah in the event that it actually happens so also i think it's a you know really good move what we're going to talk about next is a good move and i'll talk about that here once we announce or once we kind of uh, get started on it but that's not the only news from xbox this week next thursday may 7th in the morning i think it's at like 10 a.m central um 8 a.m pacific will be an inside Xbox where they reveal third-party game footage running on the Xbox Series X. So we'll get to see gameplay of games for the first time on the console. And we know Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be part of that. Now I want to stress again, because Aaron Greenberg tweeted and said our global development partners, he didn't directly say third-party, but that's exactly what he meant. We're not going to see Halo Infinite here. We're not going to see... You know, the much-rumored Fable remake or reboot or whatever. We are not going to see uh, Forza 8 or anything else that comes from Xbox Game Studios. We're going to see third-party games. So we know we're seeing Assassin's Creed. Guys, ideas on what else we're going to see? I'll throw one out right away. I think we are for sure going to see FIFA and potentially Madden. But EA will bring something to the table here. Graham, what do you think we might see? Uh, I think we'll see Hellblade, uh, okay. the new Hellblade. Because they've showed that one before when they showed the Series X. So it, to me, that seems like a game that's really far into development that mm -hmm. they'll be able to show off a, a vast amount. Uh, I know a lot of people want to see Cyberpunk. Yep. My fingers crossed that we're going to see it, but I'm not banking on it. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. Those are definitely the ones that stand out for me. Okay. And hopefully there's uh, some surprise ones that nobody knows about. That would be kind of cool. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, we might see some Avengers maybe. That would be nice. I know yeah. off here you brought up Lego Star Wars. It's a game we haven't heard of in mm -hmm. almost a year now, really. So the they showed super well at 
um, E3 last year. Another game that we haven't heard of in a long time that I'm hoping will be part of this lineup next Thursday is Dying Light 2. Oh, yes. Which, again, showed off really well at E3 last year, and we just haven't heard much other than that. They've delayed it indefinitely because they don't know when it's coming. So, Stephen, anything to add on other games you think we might see next Thursday? No, I don't think we're seeing Dying Light 2. Um, I mean, I doubt it. It'd be a surprise. I do think we could see Cyberpunk, though. Yeah. But nothing that I can think of off the top of my head otherwise that we usually get. Yeah. Uh, maybe a new Call of Duty. But yeah, I just I just know they have the partnership PlayStation with PlayStation. Yeah. So, so, I mean, maybe we see could we see a teaser of Destiny three? Wouldn't that be something? We could see that. Um, you know, Destiny isn't super partnered with PlayStation like they were no. anymore. Um, we'll see if Microsoft decided to, you know, extend the olive branch. Because mm-hmm. uh, I I don't think they separated very happily no they didn't um but you know times change people in charge of the companies change yeah and you know well and it's it's been 10 years right almost yeah since that so a lot a lot changes a lot's happened and you know xbox has an entirely new leadership structure at this point and i would argue a different culture than what they had yes so yeah all right so that event's coming. Also, we know, so again, next Thursday, uh, May 7th, 8 a.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Central, 11, or 10, a, or 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, and that'll be streamable on, I'm assuming, Mixer and Twitch and everywhere Xbox has a channel. So, all right. Finally, Xbox also said this week that they plan on announcing this coming week. I'm assuming on the inside Xbox, their schedule for further reveals for the Xbox Series X throughout the summer. Cool. So we'll, we'll get some more information about what that reveal schedule is going to look like and when we might actually see first-party games, when we might get a price, and when we can pre-order the box. That would be really cool if we had an idea of what that might look like by the end of the week. So, all right, guys. Anything else to hit on? Well, I was going to say, yeah. we didn't mention anything about anything from Bethesda. Like, I feel like... We're going to see something from Bethesda. Maybe. I, do you I, think they have gameplay ready for anything, though? First, I don't know. I, I feel like, because originally when they announced the 1X, and they were talking about, or Project Scarlet, they were talking about how powerful it was, and they had Bethesda on there. And nothing really came to fruition about that. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking this might be the time. Okay. Yeah, Fingers you crossed. might be right. <laughs> so definitely hoping. All right, so that does it for news this week, and let's see here. Sorry time for quick, yeah, time time for events. quick time events. So you want to take us there? Yeah. So first up, um, Battlefront Two. Also, after their release of the the map from Rogue One, I think it's Scarif. Um, that's going to be the last content update for Battlefront. So I know they've been adding stuff to Battlefront 2. I think something like 25 maps for free. Um, I like that new structure that EA, EA did. Uh, they started off a bit poor with Battlefront, but it, they've improved. It was fun. Tyler and I played uh, not that long ago. It was just a few months ago. It was fun. And it was, it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no more new content. So it makes... Yeah, they're really ramping up for... The new battlefield, um, and then also, Jeff Keighley announced a four-month all-digital right. summer game fest starting in May. So there'll be stuff from all the major companies, including Microsoft, and then all third-party stuff. Um, and it's going to be four months long. So you know, May, June, July, and August. Uh, it's not, you know, it's, it kind of takes the place of E3 a little bit. I mean, IGN's mm-hmm. doing their thing too. Um, but there should be a lot of news coming this summer, hopefully, about yep. just the new games and what what we're going to see, and hopefully there's some surprises. Yeah, but that's gonna that's gonna wrap up QTEs. All right. So releases, Graham, you want to take us through releases? Sure. Let me just uh, get there. So we have. Oh, somebody's moving stuff. We <laughs> have Pushy and Pulley in Blockland coming May the fifth. We have World War Z, Game of the Year Edition, also on the 5th. 
and then Infinite Beyond the Mind on the 7th, and then Fury Unleashed on the 8th. All right. So uh, there's a few more games out there. Check out uh, the release schedule on Xbox for all of the details there for all the games you can get your hands on and play in the coming week. All right. That uh, wraps up news and releases. All right, before we wrap up, we do have a segment that we want to uh, talk about today. It's a two-part segment that will be between this week and next week. But we have compiled a list of what we feel are the top ten best Xbox exclusives of all time. We'll be going through the first half of that list here today and the second half next week. And it'll tie in nicely with one of the announcements we're going to make next weekend. So, guys, let's start with uh, number ten. And this is the list compiled from our list. Number 10 Xbox exclusive of all time is Ori and the Blind Forest, a release from this generation. One of the best releases from this generation. Anyone have any quick thoughts on that? No, it's an amazing um, platformer. It's a, it's It manages to drive emotion without really any sort of dialogue in it. Uh, well, there's... There are some text boxes, but not a lot of dialogue. Minimal dialogue, uh, great soundtrack, very awesome gameplay, and very good change of like scenery as you go from area to area. And it's all super well connected too. Mm-hmm. Graham, yeah, no, it's it was a great game when I, I think it was on Game Pass when I finally played it. Uh, I, I don't remember now, but when I played it, I'm like, this game is awesome, and. I really tried hard to 100% it, but there's some areas where I was like 99% and I didn't know where that last percentage was. I I gave up on it, but I thoroughly enjoyed beating the game and then going back and just beating it like (laughs) by just trying to find every little collect thing. It just made it really more enjoyable as the game progressed. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Tyler, Graham, me and you were playing it at the same time during the E3 that Will of the Wisps was announced, I want to say. Yeah. And I was well, yeah, we were struggling because we'd be at ninety nine percent, and the entire map would be filled in. And I guess like it just didn't pick up that we hit like a corner of one little bit of the thing, and it would it make you so mad. It's like why are you putting achievements <laughs> into hundred percent the map if it's not going to be like a little generous for it? But you yeah. know, yeah. the game was that fun, and you just didn't want to put it down. All right, and I'm with you guys on that. So number ten, or in the Black Forest. Let's move on. Number nine, a game that. Sometimes gets dismissed just because of the genre that it's in, but I, I personally feel it's a great, great game and a good Xbox exclusive. That's Forza Horizon 4, which released in 2018 to much fanfare. And uh, guys, thoughts on that? I know, Steven, you played at least a little bit of the game. A, a lot of a little a bit of a the game. Bit? Okay. I, I enjoyed it. I love the season change. Um, I wish, though, I could make it just uh winter the entire time i love driving in the snow and ice um because mm-hmm. i don't have to yep. do it in real life so it's fun to race in it because it makes the ground like you know slippery and you get slidey and it makes drifting fun i just i just enjoy racing in the snow um but the the change the season changes were great uh, the the racing is like top notch um it is a very quality game it's a fantastic game it gets written off because it's a it's a racing game and those always get written off i mean mm-hmm. the story is there's a story. It's not good. No, but that's well, it's not, not everybody gets it. Nobody yeah. plays them for the stories, though. So. It's a very good racing game. And we'll, we'll say here, you might think one of the other Forza games is better, maybe the mainline. But we made a rule that you can only have one um, of each series. So we can't, you know, there will be no other Forza games on this list. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Um, and you'll notice this trend more in the, the Next 5 week, through yeah. 1 than yep. the... 10 through 6, but we just wanted, I wanted to make this clear now. Yeah, yeah thank um, you. And you might think, if you're listening, that there should be, you know, three Halo games on the top 10. There's only going to be one because we just made this decision. We didn't want the list dominated by a couple different franchises. So we wanted to sort of celebrate all the different things that have been out there. Doesn't mean there aren't games out of those franchises that deserve it. Other games, but we, we decided to just go with one. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Number eight is Sunset Overdrive, a game that came out, I believe, 2014 on the Xbox One. I would argue probably the first really um, strong AAA uh, exclusive there, although it came around right about the same time as Master Chief Collection, so you can make that argument too. But 
Um, Sunset Overdrive, as far as the new IP, one of the one of the best of this generation. I agree. It was super fun. Um, I I enjoyed like almost every mission. In fact, when one of them glitched, like it made me so mad that I just kind of stopped playing because <laughs> I just wanted to complete everything. So yeah. I never actually beat it because um, I was angry. Um, and the collectathon like was actually kind of fun because it, it allowed you to because the movement was really enjoyable in that mm-hmm. game, and so each thing had different. You had to you had to use different movement skills to get some of them, so it was kind of fun just doing that. Yeah, I found um, myself I didn't use fast travel a lot. No, me neither. I, I actually enjoyed moving around the city. So, and it had one of the coolest like respawn animations. Um, mm. it, it, they changed, you know, yep. like you would come out of a coffin or it would drop you from like an alien mm-hmm. UFO or whatever. And I, oh, yeah, the whole game was that. pretty fun. Um, and the weapons were cool. They were. Just everything about yeah. that game was The great. weapons were very creative. The, the exploding teddy bear gun was great. Oh, that was my favorite. Or the fireworks launcher. That was probably yeah, my favorite. Yeah, the one that shot, like, records was also really good. Yeah, I liked no, those I hated that records. one. So, dumb. Graham, uh, you played some of this. I know you didn't finish it either, but uh, your thoughts. Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't finish it, but I totally enjoyed playing that game. It, the exploration and the music and the animations and the story was really exciting i uh, just for some reason i just stopped playing it and i didn't go back to it but yeah i, I love just exploring and like the grinding on the wires it is it just made a lot of fun exploring yeah. and i, I love the pop culture and the, the characters in yeah. it was a lot of fun so it's a great game yeah. definitely recommend people to try it out and there were the it. there were the breakdown the fourth wall moments like littered all throughout that game too you know the kind of wink wink to the audience directly Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, some of them were a bit over the top, but some of them yeah, were really fun. They were supposed to be. I think they were designed to be, though. Like, they were very self-aware making that game. We'll put it that way. Um, all right, number seven, going all the way back now to the OG Xbox. We have Morrowind. And, Steven, I know you're a huge fan, so I'll turn it over to you here. Yeah, the Elder Scrolls series is really good. Oblivion was, um, if it was timed exclusive for a little longer. We also made that rule. Um, it had to be, like... It couldn't have been just timed exclusive for a year, because um, then we might have seen like Cuphead potentially on this list mm-hmm. or Oblivion. But right, Morrowind was a full console exclusive. And by the way, games that come to PC also didn't count. So or it did count if they were console exclusive. Yeah, there's a lot of rules being thrown out here, but yeah. they were <laughs> console exclusive games. Um, yeah, Morrowind was a was a very good elder scrolls game it was the first one that went into the like 3d um world where you could go anywhere and do anything the world was super creepy um i just remember this giant like bug travel things and you know morrowind made an appearance again in elder scrolls online and that you could actually use them like you could use them as fast travel things and there it's just as creepy there and and it's full hd but i remember that that world being absolutely like it gives you the heebie-jeebies, but that game was very fun. Um, very good start to the Elder Scrolls series. I think they improved a bit with Oblivion, um, and then definitely improved with Skyrim. But Elder Scrolls or Three was the first start to the that fully 3D world. It's fantastic game. All right, Graham. Anything to add on Morrowind? Uh, not much. I I didn't play Morrowind, but I do love the whole mm-hmm. uh, Bethesda with the Skyrim and. Elder Scrolls, so like I know this was like the start of it, so yep. it did come a long ways from this game. So I, I think I would have enjoyed it if I played it, but yep. now yeah. I, I don't know how well it's aged and mm-hmm. if I would actually go back to play it. Sure. And they have so many other great games that I would play in that universe. But yeah, uh, sorry I missed out on it, but I'm sure it's a great yep. game. All right, moving on. Number six, Star Wars: The Knights of the Old Republic. Steven, I'm going back to you on this one. I know you are. You just adore this game. Yeah, I actually much prefer the second one over the first mm-hmm. one. But the first one has the the super awesome like twist ending. Um, probably one of the best of all time, especially at the time. Uh, another, it was a one of the first great Bioware games started the um, the trend there. Um, and we'll see another. Oh, never mind. Um, don't want to spoil things. <laughs> but 
Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, I prefer the second, but the first one's probably the better game. Um, it is clunky to go back. It's hard. I wish they would remaster both this and the second one. Mm-hmm. They deserve it. Um, we need a third. I like the Old Republic as well, but it's not the same. Knights of the Old Republic, fantastic. If you... The um, Drew Capetian, the writer on uh, Knights of the Old Republic, actually wrote a couple books mm-hmm. um, set at that time. The Darth Revan book is is wonderful. Um, so, highly recommend, though. KOTOR, fantastic game for its time. Mm-hmm. Definitely deserves to be on the list of top right. ten exclusives. So, that's our first half of the Xbox uh, top ten Xbox exclusives of all time. Let's re- recap the first half of it. Number ten, Orient the Blind Forest. Number nine, Forza Horizon 4. 8, Sunset Overdrive, 7, Morrowind, and 6, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. We'll next week count down the top five and discuss those on episode number 211. All right, guys, that, I believe, does it for episode 210. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, and you have been listening to episode 210 of uh, what we'll call the final time, the Gaming Hub and slash Generation Xbox. We'll be back next week with episode 211. Until then, everybody, have a great week. Um, Stay safe, stay inside, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone.